Rank Draft Trade. Welcome back to the Rank Draft Trade podcast. I'm your hostess, Gina Noble. You can find me on X at NobleG underscore SF. And of course, my partner in crime for today's episode of the Nick Noble Show is Mr. Nick James, also known as Iowa in the NFL on X. X. I dropped the the. I dropped the the. Mm. Uh, Is that how? Yeah, I mean, Mm. I guess I did that right. (laughs) I was listening to our last podcast and we had a whole conversation on how I added the. So today I decided consciously that I was just going to say X. The X. So if you were to say the X very deeply, how would it sound? The X. (laughs) Was that good? That was pretty good. Yep. That was good. That was good. I'm definitely going to throw the effect on that. Thank you. Yes, and then we can all laugh and carry on about my crazy voice. Okay, so in today's episode, we are continuing with our mock drafting. We are mock drafting for your 2024 Dynasty season. Close enough. Not quite, but almost. Because, you know, I just can't get it 100% right every time. Yep, 60% of the time, we're right 100% of the time. Yeah, and I haven't been fired yet, so I just keep going with it. (laughs) Yep, just keep rolling. Can't be fired. Can't be fired. Especially when you're top 10 in the Scott Fish Bowl. Speaking of, excuse me, but I do have to brag a minute. I did move up another place. So going into the first round of playoffs, I was 8. My average score is 243 point something. First place was 252. So I'm nipping at his heels. So obviously the playoffs, the scoring changes a little bit. We won't get into all of that. My anxiety is absolutely through the roof. Just insert the gif of Sheldon breathing into the bag. That is me constantly right now. Well, some of your anxiety should be put at rest because all but seven players uh, in the field, you will have a greater advantage going into each week. I know. For the remainder of the season. And that does make me happy, but I'm not going to sleep until I win this thing. I gotta win it. You can do it. We believe. <laughs> you can do it. We believe. I'm going to try. I'm going to do my best. I am I do my best every week. I do feel like it's the one team that I have managed almost flawlessly. I had like a 90, a high 90 percentage on team management in there that I found on accident in one of the league settings. And I was like, oh, okay. I've been doing something right. Yep. Starting all of your points. Yes. Yes. So I've made the right decision most of the time, which is, which is good. We're going to test that. Yeah. yeah. We're going to test that today because instead of drafting ahead of time and talking about it all collected and you know easy it's going to be a challenge today as we draft it live which we all know again insert the sheldon gif of me breathing into a paper bag so yes we are actually going to do this slightly different all of the other episodes we've done Prior in this mock draft, we pre-mocked. So we were just talking about who we picked and why we picked them. Today, we will be picking as we go in this podcast. Picks 73 through 96. Yeah, I was just getting to that. Thank you for coming in with those numbers. 
Got you. You got me. All right, so let's get into it. As mentioned, Mike is not with us today. It's the Nick and Noble show. So we're going to do exactly as we did last episode where we just go back and forth starting with me. We're going into week 12. We just completed week 11 as of this recording. Yes. Happy Thanksgiving because it already happened by the time you heard it. Yes, I hope everybody's turkey was fabulous and all of the sides were delicious and everybody enjoyed their day. And congratulations, Papa Bear Claw on the new baby Bear Claw. Yes, baby Bear Claw has made her way into the world. So the Bear Claw family is added another little baby paw. Bear claw, bear paw. <laughs> what did we decide? It was going to be baby bear claw or baby bear paw. I'm unsure on what the official decision was, but congratulations, Papa, nonetheless. Yes, congratulations. The Papa bear claw. The real Papa bear claw. Okay, so coming off of week 11, my first pick, which would be pick number 73, I am going with a rookie here that has really hit the ground running, had a tremendous week of 11, caught eight of 10 targets for 149 yards and one touchdown in Houston. And this is Mr. Tank Dell. There's a lot of enthusiasm over Tank Dell in the league this year. Um, He has really surprised people. Wide receiver three on the team, but has really made a huge impact week after week after week. Yep. He had a little bit of injury, also had a couple of weeks that maybe weren't so tremendous, but for the most part, I feel like he has been consistently putting up decent numbers and sometimes really big numbers that he's a contributing factor on that team. It wasn't just a freak one week ordeal. So I'm going to go ahead and take Tank Dell here. Take a chance on him. Cue Abba. Take a chance on me. (laughs) Everybody loves when I sing. So there's my song Tank. As previously described, I haven't been the highest on Tank Dell, but I think I've kind of figured it out because you know who else has been a hot pick up with Houston, your favorite, Noah Brown. Yes, Noah Brown. So while players are out, like Nico Collins out, Noah Brown has stepped up. So I think really when you solve the equation, it's just that Stroud is going to make whatever wide receivers he has available valuable. So while Tank Dell is available, he will be valuable. He's younger, drafted, same time. As long as Stroud's there and keeps doing Stroud things, you can anticipate this happening for a while. It's one of those where it's like, I don't want to believe that much yet, but there's really isn't a good reason why I shouldn't. This is a young guy who's currently the wide receiver 16 in total. Our last recording, I'm pretty sure he was wide receiver 16 in average, but obviously I still like Nico Collins more, but little Tank Dell is playing a big role right now. Nico already went, so you can't have Nico anymore. So now you got to go for the next Nico, which is Tank. And (laughs) allow me to point out, remember there's a noble touch here. I have the ability to predict sometimes these players and you fight it, you fight it. And I don't know why you haven't learned your lesson yet. Yep. Got to trust the noble touch. That's right. All right. Moving right along. You are up. Did you touch any of the James Cooks out there? Um, I actually don't have a whole lot of James Cook. I tried to stay away from James Cook a little bit. Too many cooks in the kitchen. That definitely was the case. <laughs> and it just like, it keeps breaking, breaking right for him. 
like they signed Fournette and don't do any. He doesn't do anything. Yeah, that's Damian annoying. Harris has been out for a while. Uh, Naheem Hines got hurt early in the season, and lo and behold, James Cook getting 17 carries last week, getting four targets, catching three of them, getting his touchdown. It's on the right trajectory. Which there's been weeks where he scores under 10, and it's been pretty close to half the time he did start the season kind of hot, and he's been getting a little hotter recently. He's still going to be young, and they paid you know the third for him. They obviously tried to bring in other people to complement him, and even to the point where Latavius Murray is getting picked up in deep dynasty leagues. Yeah, yeah. There's a good chance there's somebody else there next year who's better than Latavius Murray who might fill that role. Some might not be awesome for James Cook, but we're already into the 70s and we're looking forward. There's going to be a lot of rookies by the time next year rolls around that's already above this. So you're trying to pick people right here that might have a path where I don't know necessarily that it's going to be right here, but he might be worth more than this or he might be worth a lot less. And that's going to be a running theme with a lot of these guys. But at least with James Cook, could be one of the running backs you want when there's only going to be 20 or so of those. Yeah, he had that little snafu last week where he fumbled all Although there was question as to whether that was actually Josh Allen's fault, but it got blamed on Cook. And then he was in the dog house and I was a little worried for him, but he definitely came back this week. Obviously, they trust him enough to get him back out there and he he answered. He clapped back. Yeah, my comment <laughs> with James Cook fumble a couple weeks ago was it looks like he was tri- dribble a basketball up the court on a fast break. Like just lost the ball, bounces and he picks it back up again and keeps running. Like, <laughs> yeah, like you can't do that. <laughs> this is a basketball, man. What are you doing? <laughs> I mean, it was a good try, right? <laughs> like, it was a good try. You never know. <laughs> yeah, style points. <laughs> Go until you hear a whistle. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good try. All right, whistle. Time's up. Who do you pick? Back to me. So continuing with the running back theme here, I'm not super excited, but I actually have been pleasantly surprised at Isaiah Pacheco. Mm. And I think I'm going to grab Isaiah Pacheco here. He had 19 carries in week 11. The Chiefs did lose to the Eagles. But, you know, I was watching Pacheco in that game, and I felt like he looked pretty good. I feel like he he's done enough on that team this year. I don't know, age 24, one year into it. I'm okay with Pacheco here, especially. Yep. It's, you know, they're not heavily invested in draft capital, but maybe that's just the plan. And after watching that game, I'm sure you know that they need wide receivers as much as anything. Right. So I feel like that gives Pacheco a little bit of, they're not, they're not going out and getting a running back. He's getting the job done. They're going to go for a wide receiver before they go for a running back. So a little bit of job security there for Pacheco? I think their needs other places might decrease the risk of being replaced, especially for a seventh rounder like Pacheco. You're absolutely right. He's exciting to watch when he's healthy, but that play style also kind of seems to get him dinged from time to time. Once again, if he can uh, finish the season healthy and they don't really address the running back position next year, it could be Pacheco again. Wouldn't be surprised if there is someone else who comes in there, but like any of these backfields, there's going to be RBs that go down there's nothing that says that Pacheco isn't good. He's better than the seventh round draft capital he was paid, and he's being treated as such. There's risk.
risk that they could sign a stud or draft a high-end rookie and then all of a sudden he's just the backup who's waiting to get a chance and then he's good if he gets a chance so he's a desired backup but that's kind of the range for Pacheco and I would I would invest at this point he was next on my queue as well yay I did good yeah I was disappointed <laughs> you took Pacheco there oh you didn't see that coming did you not sure not sure it's always this is always an adventure with me because Nick has really been my sidekick through all of this and has taught me a lot of what I know oh and I'll have you know you just sniped me back so we're even um <laughs> so but it's always an adventure because every once in a while I like go out on my own and I pull up some player and it's like okay I can get on board with that so this is like adventures in fantasy drafting with Noble G <laughs> well and even then you're being modest because I show you a list of where I have ranks that are a little bit out of date and you immediately name the 12 players that I'm adding to that list like oh what about Tank Dell what about this guy what about that guy you don't give yourself enough credit but yes I, it's been awesome through the last 50 episodes now that we're on to episode 51 I know we forgot to tell everybody that we recorded officially <laughs> episode 50 was our last podcast to drop so super exciting mile marker for us there and I can't believe you've put up with me for 50 episodes and however many years we've been friends now the most patient person maybe besides my husband who's been pretty damn patient with me but definitely <laughs> definitely up there yeah Nick's like yeah I'm sure I got nothing on him as far as patience mm-hmm. uh-huh. modest noble once again I, she's uh the face of the franchise oh my god <laughs> officially at a thousand followers on twitter oh it's been a big day for me you, you, one could even say she's gone hollywood <laughs> you know what oh wait no i did i picked hollywood brown <laughs> There you go. There's the segue. (laughs) Nick knew me when I was nothing. And now, look at me now. But you, you went Hollywood. Mm -hmm. The secret plot is that she was always something. Aww. Here I went Hollywood Brown. And he's looking not like Hollywood with Kyler back. I would have expected a little bit of an uptick. It hasn't been great recently. But this is thinking for next year. And Kyler comes back and he looks good. Like Kyler doesn't look like he's a bad QB. He looks like he could have been a great buy. This offseason, especially if you were trying to not score points in the first half of the season and dump all your value into something that is going to have value later but not scoring now Kyler was a perfect player to buy in that kind of circumstance and I think this benefits Marquise Brown it's not great next to him and even like last week Wilson out it's even worse so Rondell Moore not a threat they could bring in another wide receiver that could be a thing they could replace Kyler and it would suck a QB but uh, Marquise Brown isn't one of the older ones someone who's been good before has been decent with quarterbacks like the likes of Dobbs. Marquise Brown isn't even 27 yet. He'll be 27 next year. That's still the end of what is a wide receiver's prime, typically. Not necessarily the biggest guy, but he hasn't shown any signs of slowing down. Has been at least uh, relatively healthy. Going into next year, I'm either picking younger guys who have done even worse with worse situations foreseeable, or older guys who are starting to tail off. Marquise Brown's kind of like right down the middle there and that's why I selected him here. I like it. I like it. Yeah, in- interesting that when Kyler Murray comes back his fantasy value goes down with the the last two weeks. I'm banking on small sample that it's just these two weeks and it's it's not necessarily going to be too 
doing three points every single week. Yeah, I hope not. It probably gets better. That would be crazy. He is using his tight end over there quite a bit, though. McBride has been uh, definitely getting quite a bit of love. So maybe he just likes tight ends like I do. I don't know. Maybe. He could be a really good sell right now, especially since Ertz could come back and ruin that dream. Yeah. Well, let's hope he doesn't. But, well. He was for the first half of the season, at least. Ertz owners everywhere like, uh, excuse me, I would like Ertz to come back and do something. He can hang out on my IR as long as he wants. Yeah. That's kind of where he's at with me, too. All right. Back to me. And I'm actually, so I set a queue for myself, but I set queues and then I have to go in and reevaluate where I put players between two players here. But I'm going to go with Old Faithful. I'm going to go Devontae Adams here. Not a bad pick. Yes. Devontae Adams is 30 years old. Devontae Adams is wide receiver 12. Is when it says player rank 12, Mm -hmm. is that on the week? That's their total points for the season. It is not their average. So some of them, they're going to be higher in total points based on what sleeper displays. Okay. Because they haven't had a bye week yet, for example. So that's just total points on the season. It's not average. Devontae Adams, currently wide receiver 12 in total points. This is a guy that is catching a lot of passes, catches a lot of touchdowns. Usually he's had some frustrating weeks and it's you're not used to that with Devontae Adams, but he does have a different quarterback this year than he has in past years. But still, he is just a dependable player. He's a must start week after week. He's not going to have the longevity on a dynasty roster, but he is going to be a win now piece. You still have to pop those in. You cannot bypass those players. You can, but I don't think it's smart. It's a tough call because Adams is no spring chicken. And that's been the argument for a couple years. Currently 30. Who knows who his quarterback is next year? I would assume it's probably better than Aiden O'Connell, which is who it is right now. But even then, they're still pummeling him with targets. He's never been one who was predicated on speed. So Adams can probably play as long as he is intact. I don't have a problem with Adams. He's going to be one that I avoid. That's why he falls into the 73 through 96 range. And he's probably going to go higher than that in drafts based on name value alone. Either picking younger guys who might just bust all the way out or guys like Adams who, when they're healthy, you're probably playing them and they're probably going to be worth starting higher in your lineup than even your flex. So can't hate the pick. I'm just not one of the Adams family. Well, I went ahead and took him for you. Well, you're welcome, and it's on to me, and I'm hung up. I'm going to go out on a limb. This might not be the case. You might ask me in six months, and this is not what I do, but I'm going to go ahead and pick Kenny Pickett here. (laughs) And the crowd boos. (laughs) He was on my cue, and I I couldn't do it. Do it. Yep. It would be really cool to see him score more than 10 points in a week, fantasy wise, yeah, not even fantastic. NFL wise. <laughs> yeah, that would definitely be great. He's uh, scored over 16 once. Oh, <laughs> so bad. And has been under 10 for a couple weeks in a row. Mike Tomlin just fired today, Matt Canada. Yeah, I saw that. Big news. Broken news. Things might change for Najee and Warren, things might change for the wide receivers 
think things might change for Pickett. I'm curious to see how it plays out because I'm not going to say that I know for sure how that's going to go. But it's been really gross for Pickett so far, and he's not necessarily shown that he's amazing. I'm wondering if there's a little a change in coaching there that might change some of that. There's a possibility. He's still going to be one of the younger ones on his rookie deal who was selected in the first round of the NFL draft. There's It's just old guys and hurt guys left at this point. He's not either one of those. So here, good enough for me, Kenny Pickett. Well, I'm certainly glad you took Kenny Pickett there because I was avoiding Pickett like the plague. Yeah, wasn't <laughs> trying to pick it. I was definitely not trying to pick it. So for my next pick, I am going, since Nick didn't snipe me and he's still there, I'm going to pick the player I was trying to decide between him and Devontae Adams. And I'm actually going Deontay Johnson. To Nick's point just a minute ago, the Steelers did fire their offensive coordinator. So perhaps this changes the game for Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson was actually having some decent games. He was out for several weeks with injury, but when he came back, he had two pretty good games, and that's when Mm -hmm. George Pickens disappeared off the planet again. Mm -hmm. The last two weeks have just been like he doesn't exist. So we're not sure what's going on in Pittsburgh right now. We're hoping that this changes with this recent firing of the OC. I think Deontay Johnson's a talented wide receiver. He's the wide receiver one over there. I'm willing to take a chance on him. And just turned 27. He'll be just turning 28 next year. This is still one of his better years. You'd have to think that maybe Kenny Pickett actually throws like two touchdowns in a game occasionally, even though that hasn't been really something that happens this year. And that's probably the biggest problem with Deontay Johnson. He did get his first touchdown since, you know, like 2019, like you said, after after the bye, after he came back from injury. So yeah, if things are going to improve and Kenny Pickett is worth my last selection, there's a good chance that Deontay Johnson might be worth this next selection. Yeah, and we don't know what the Steelers are going to do, who they're going to add to their team. But right now, I just don't see that there's that many mouths to feed over there either. I mean, you've got George Pickens, but then you have Allen Robinson. I mean, you got Friar Muth, who just came back from injury. Mm -hmm. I do love me some Friar Tuck. But by default, I do feel like the ball's got to go somewhere, and Deontay Johnson is going to be one of those receivers it's going to. Yep, he's someone who is going to be interesting to watch next year. I wouldn't be surprised if his name is floated in trade talks. He's got a cap hit of 15 mil and a dead cap of 5 mil. So he's a free agent after that. He's in the last year of his contract. Is it going to get extended or maybe traded? So I'm not out on Deontay Johnson. He's going to be someone who is going to likely be worth your flex, whether it be on the Steelers or not next year. Yep, I can dig it with Deontay Johnson with this next selection. And with my selection, I'm going to take someone who we've probably been waiting a little while on. It's hard to get separate yourself from the now when you're looking forward to next year. But let's say I'm a rebuild, trying to fix the tight end position. I have no problem taking Goddard. When he's been healthy this year, he's been fine. He hasn't been healthy much this year. He could be healthy next year. It could be just fine next year. And the Eagles are one of the best teams in the NFL right now. And I imagine they're not going to be the worst team next year. And Goddard is going to be an essential piece in that whenever he's healthy he has been so here if I'm sitting and I don't have my tight end yet and all the other tight ends are off the board I'm probably rolling with Goddard before I'm taking a gamble on one of these other guys or it could at least shake out like that where these other guys who I could be taking right now 
could be worth nothing or a lot less. Goddard isn't going to be worth less than a tight end one next year. He might be worth a back end tight end one, but he's not going to be worth less than a tight end one next year. So Dallas Goddard here with my next pick. I love Goddard. I, I actually looked at him and I'm like, I, I absolutely cannot do that to Nick. Yeah, I hate that he's battled some injury last couple years, but he is super talented. I have nothing against that whatsoever. He, the only thing that he could do better is be from Iowa. True. Yes. Where did Dallas Goddard? <laughs> where did he go to college? Not Iowa. Not That's Iowa. all that matters. There was North Dakota State. Wait, Wyoming is that who I was thinking. Did Josh Allen go to Wyoming? He did. Okay. Look at that. I pulled that right out of my rear end, didn't I? <laughs> like, you did. I know. Are you proud of me, though? Mm-hmm. Yay, I get like the award for most random noble G fact of the day. It's been a really good day. <laughs> Just in case you forgot. Yeah. Josh Allen, Wyoming. So I think I'm going to, I am I obviously have a little bit of a trend here going. It's like youth, age, well, with the exception of my Pacheco pick, but and then I'm going like age, youth, let's go age again. And listen, the guy could be Amon Ra's grandfather. I don't care if he is on the field. Field. The man is a target hog and a beast, and that is Mr. Keenan Allen. Listen, I got some crap this year. I picked Keenan Allen in a couple leagues, and I immediately panicked because I'm like, oh God, did I just make a mistake? Because he's 31 years old. I mean, he is old for a wide receiver, but the guy is a beast, and he gets out there and he gets the job done week after week after week. If he is healthy and he is on the field, he's putting up a tremendous amount of points every week. Yes, you run the risk that he's going to ride on your IR for the season like Cooper Cup is doing, like some of the other aging wide receivers. But if he's out there, he is going to be a game changer. So Keenan Allen here, I know Nick's going to be like, oh my God, he's 175 years old, but I think he's going to agree with me at the same time. Oh my God, he's uh, 105 years old, <laughs> but I am going to agree with you at the same time. 75, 175. <laughs> <laughs> He's still under contract next year, though there is an out. He is wide receiver two. Wide receiver two on the year in total points. Yeah, but he's also 31, and it could be an issue. Could be. If you're trying to win now and you don't have to pay anything that's going to be worth a ton going forward to get him off of like a rebuild, he's probably a decent bet, especially with Mike Williams out, but he's 31 and a half now. It's, he's going to be 32 and a half next year. Like, how many more years do you think this is going to work out? Like, this is the oldest player we've drafted who wasn't a quarterback. Or Travis Kelsey. <laughs> <laughs> is he older than Travis Kelsey? Absolutely not. <laughs> oh, Travis Kelsey's older? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Travis Kelsey's going to be my age now next year. Oh my god. He could just retire and marry Swift and call it a wrap. And they can live happily ever after. Or something mm -hmm. like that. Or unhappily and there'll be an album about it. He could be the title <laughs> of her next album. The the Kel yeah. the Kel <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. That's good. That's good. That's good. We need to copyright that now. Yeah, I should. Yep. So Keenan Allen, I hate the pick. Congratulations, Noel. Oh, you said you hate it. <laughs> I'm kind of sad. Nope. Definitely good for this year. I feel like I disappointed you. I feel like <laughs> my, my turning into a Jedi just went right back down. I refuse to not have him. Well, he's probably going to go higher than this next year. So it's not like you're reaching on him. It's like 
will you take Keenan Allen out of value? Sure. I'll take Keenan Allen right. out of value, I suppose. I mean, he's going to be the one in the draft that just keeps dropping, 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 dropping. And eventually, he's going to get to a point where you're like, of course I'm going to take him here. Yes, I might get ho- mm-hmm. get stuck holding the bag, but if you have a decent amount of space on your IR, he's not going to take up any room if he's injured and on your IR. Like, it's fine. I'll take the chance. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. If you're willing to take a chance on Keenan Allen having one more year, then Adams has two more years. So, I guess. Uh, me, I'm going a lot younger, and this my next pick is painful to make because it's not Antonio Gibson. It's Brian Robinson, who's currently the number four running back in total points. I mean, which is just crazy. Like, what is happening this year is my question. <laughs> what's up is down, what's down is up, and Brian Robinson is the number four running back. Mm-hmm. Now, you go by average, he drops to 13, and that seems a little bit more legit. And especially with, like, Antonio Gibson out last week, he puts up 20 points. This could be undervalued. Let's say they don't bring in somebody next year. It's who they like more than Brian Robinson, and he still dominates the work. He's probably going to be worth more than this next year. They also could bring in someone who I think is even above average, and that's going to be better than Brian Robinson. And then he could be worth less than this next year. So shooting down the middle, I'm going to go ahead and gamble now on Brian Robinson. I like it. I actually had Brian Robinson queued up pretty high. So another snipey snipe. Hey, Mr. Robinson. Bum, 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 Tell me, please, Mrs. Robinson. This is dead air, why you think? Yeah, I'm having, I'm like, I set my cue, but I, I hate some of them and I love some of them, but I'm trying to figure out, like, like, I'm looking at Jerome Ford. He's on the list. Yeah, like, do you like him here over some of those wide receivers I like? The pitch for Jerome Ford is that Chubb never returns healthy. Yeah, and I think Jerome has done a a good enough job. If you like Jerome Ford, you don't like Chubb. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I would would draft Chubb again unless he dropped and was like... Well, then you should probably like Ford then. Ford over Chevy. Chevy. I'm kidding. Ford, Chevy. Oh, yeah. Nick! (laughs) Nick! (laughs) I was like, it's (laughs) Sharby? Charbonnet? I mean, is that who you were thinking? (laughs) But that's kind of funny. It could be like Sharby. Sharby and Ford. (laughs) You were very confused. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Why don't you go ahead and give me, I'm going to take Jerome Ford here. Okay. So for my next pick, I'm going to keep with the running back trend. Jerome Ford in Cleveland took over the backfield after Chubb went down with his injury. Jerome Ford's been an interesting one this season. So I feel like he has done a good job. Him and Kareem Hunt have been splitting time in the backfield. That is a little bit of a convoluted situation. Just when you think you have the Cleveland backfield figured out, they go and do something crazy, like use Jerome Ford at the goal line. So it seemed like Kareem Hunt was getting less of the work, but he was sort of the favorite at the goal line, punch in and get a touchdown. Then last week they go and throw a monkey wrench into that game plan and Jerome Ford got the touchdown. You know, I think he's held his own in Cleveland. This is going to depend. Are you still on train Chubb? Are you still on the Chubb train? 
or do you feel like Chubb is not going to come back and be the player that he once was? Do we think they're going to maybe split time with Ford and Chubb since Ford has shown a lot of potential? I'm guessing here Ford has been an asset to that team. I think he's kept the backfield going the way he's needed to. He is a sophomore running back. Didn't have much field time last year. We didn't see much of him. So it was his time to shine when Chubb went down. And I feel like he's done a pretty good job. So again, I'm willing to take a chance here. I'm probably not drafting Chubb. I I would really need to see. He would either need to fall so far down Again, it's like a Keenan Allen situation where you're kind of silly not to take him. I like you driving the Ford narrative. I also drive a Ford. Yeah, we've always been a Ford family, so maybe that's another reason why I like him. (laughs) Well, two weeks ago, he went over 100 yards, hit 17 carries, and is getting more work than Hunt. I think the argument for if you like Ford, you don't like Chubb, because Chubb may or may not even be back by the beginning of next year, meaning there's going to be a different running back starting to start the season. They could bring in somebody. They went as far as to go out and sign Hunt when Chubb went down. It's not like they were like, all right, we've got our franchise running back and forward. We're good. No, they went and signed the best free agent running back. So could they bring in a better running back next year that takes Ford's job? Yes, but that's the risk really with all the running backs here right now. And at least here, they're going to be pot committed to Chubb. So maybe if Chubb's there waiting, lingering, they don't address the RB position and Ford has a little more job security for that reason. They I've already got Chubb coming back. So I don't hate the pick at all here. I actually kind of like it. One of the younger ones. This is uh, the later rounds where you're taking a stab at an RB. If you went zero RB, this is going to be one of the targets next year if this is where he goes. Another one where it could be higher if it immediately comes out that Chubb is definitely going to start the season on IR, then Ford's going to be more valuable than this. Chubb might start the season and just be out some or just on pup. Maybe Ford goes uh, right about here. Chubb starts the season maybe Ford goes later, but I like the pick here. Seems like a happy middle ground. Thanks, and I think he's built Ford tough. (laughs) (laughs) We make sure and get all of our commercial plugs in here. (laughs) Yeah, just in case they're listening, I guess. We're more than happy to take any type of sponsorship from any of these free advertisements. Just saying, Ford, if you're listening. (laughs) I can't promise I'll do a live read, but I'll probably make jokes about your product if that's something you're looking for. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We're not going to pause for like listen to our minute of our advertisement. Yep. Something that was bought in the off season was David Montgomery. Yeah. And that's who I selected with the next pick. Likey. The only time he scored under 12 points this season was the week he played 26% of the snaps and got hurt. Obviously we like Gibbs and Gibbs is going to be the truth there. But remember how much we liked Jamal Williams last year and he wasn't good and he was still scoring tons of touchdowns. Well, that could, that's definitely going to be Montgomery. He's definitely the preferred option between the tackles when it's going to be banging your way through for a handful of yards. Is that going to mean he's going to get all the touches that are at a greater risk for injury? Probably. But they paid him. It's going to be a couple years. This is what they like to do on the Lions. Throw to Amon and then run with two running backs. And they have a good one in Gibbs, but I think Montgomery is going to end up being someone who you're playing most every week. When some of the running backs run by or get hurt, he's going to end up being like an RB two but this is the kind of range we're in right now and coming off two weeks 17 in a row do i think it's going to slow down next year no the lion's arrow is pointing up and so 
is David Montgomery. So he's my pick here. Pick 12 of this draft. I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah, David Montgomery has been a pleasant surprise on the season. If you ended up with David Montgomery on your team, you were like, okay, David Montgomery, I see you. So definitely has been one of those lucky late round dart throw wins. Yep. Better than a late round duty dot pick. Oh God, I hate duty dot picks. To quote a noble. I love the word duty dot. (laughs) Surprise you remember that I I like the word duty dot actually. I guess that for some reason it pops into my head every time I hear late round pick. I hear late round duty dot pick. How toddler of me. (laughs) Like sounds like something a young child would say. Nailed it. duty dot. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, on to the next duty dot pick. Uh, let's let's get rolling with more duty dots. Uh, I know you hate when I say um. I'm just... It's okay. I'm going to cut all that out. I know. So from Ford to Charby, kind of like Chevy, <laughs> it's like the off-brand Chevy. That's a stretch. That was a stretch. I tried to be punny, but yeah, whatever. So I went Zach Charbonnet here. We just, we're getting to see a little more of Charbonnet. Unfortunately, because Kenneth Walker is injured, but this was such an interesting draft pick. He was picked the third running back off the rookie board after Bijan and Gibbs was Charbonnet. And it was very like, what is happening in Seattle because Kenneth Walker's only 23 years old. He was a sophomore when Charbonnet was picked. So it was kind of like, what? what is, what are they doing here? How are they going to utilize these two running backs? Charbonnet wasn't used very much in the beginning of the season, starting to trickle in a little more. And then with the injury to Kenneth Walker, he's going to need to be trickled in a lot more. One of the things that's interesting about Charbonnet is in week 11, he caught six of six targets. So he is catching a lot of passes as well. So yeah, he had 47 yards on 15 carries. And like I just said, six of six targets. It's always good to have a running back that can do a little bit of both. So I think Charbonnet is definitely a running back to keep your eye on. If Kenneth Walker shows signs of having injury, they're going to lean on Charbonnet. Maybe if he gets his time to shine, there's more of a split in the backfield. It's just kind of something I want to keep an eye on. And I think he's worth at least having on your roster for the those moments where he is going to shine. Yep. And if we're taking David Montgomery, who's an awesome compliment to a highly touted Gibbs, Charbonnet could be that or even more potentially. Uh, like you described, has the draft capital. And with Kenneth Walker going down, he could blow up here for the rest of the season. There's not a third behind him that is also a threat. I guess Kenny McIntosh is coming back off of IR and it's definitely not DJ Dallas. So, yep, I can dig it with Zach. Charbonnet, someone who could be worth a little bit more than this. I don't know if he's ever going to be like, wow, this is an RB1, but he could be someone who puts up points weekly and ends up being worth putting in your lineup next year and then possibly going forward. I don't know if I'll ever like him more than Kenneth Walker unless Kenneth Walker's on IR like immediately next year. But let's say like you play that what if game, any of these running backs, if the running back goes down, how valuable is the running back behind him? He's one of the most valuable running backs behind someone. It's just unfortunate that Kenneth Walker is also young and good. 
kind of dependent on what happens ahead of him and we're going to get a glimpse of what that's going to look like here for a little while while Kenneth Walker is injured but yep like the pick Zach Charbonnet Andy has such a fancy name mm-hmm. it's fun to say at least I'm debating back and forth with a couple flex players but are you feeling dangerous oh don't snipe me I'm feeling dangerous Nick <laughs> Nick don't <laughs> it's too late I've already picked danger Russ Wilson oh no you definitely did not snipe me <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I was going to say, really? No. Dangerous? Like, ooh, I that got is you, dangerous. No. I, got you. I thought you were saying it was dangerous because I'd be mad at you. <laughs> no, I'm not mad mm. at you for that. Thank you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. I was going to say, pretty sure he didn't like Russ Wilson and he hasn't done a lot to change your mind, I'm assuming. No, <laughs> no I'm totally fine with this pick. <laughs> Yep, he's 34. He's not 38 or 9 or 40. I mean, we already took Cousins, and Cousins is on IR, and who knows what his destination is next year. Russ Wilson's going to be on Denver next year with Sean Payton, assuming neither one gets fired, basically. And I'd imagine it's going to be as good or better, and it hasn't been good. So, I mean, the arrow has to point up, right? Russ Wilson here will probably be worth at least a QB2 next year. It won't be sexy. It's going to be a ground pick. Oh, you definitely didn't snipe me there pick but when the points shake out at the end of the season there's a good chance he's gonna be a qb2 next year as well so russell wilson here for me yeah russ uh russ <laughs> russ is russ he has moments <laughs> and then he's russ <laughs> He's a mm-hmm. little frustrating on the season, or maybe even a lot frustrating. Mm-hmm. Although I do feel like he has a halfway decent matchup for like the rest of the fantasy matchups. And he's already been through his bye. I actually ha- I have him in a league. I hate to even admit that. And I have to play him. I'm like, you know, he might actually do okay to the end of the season because he doesn't have any of those like really tough matchups. So maybe it's smooth sailing with Russ for the rest of the season. Yeah, there's a couple leagues where I'm going to be playing Russ now because Burrow went down. Yeah. Okay. Back to me. All right. I'm going to go back to, well, I guess I'm going with another rookie here because I just picked a rookie. I'm kind of excited to see what Rashi Rice does next year. So we're in Kansas City. I pick Rashi Rice. Poor Pat Mahomes. I mean, he needs some wide receivers to throw the ball to. Yes, he has Travis Kelsey, but let's face it. Travis Kelsey is going to be triple teamed because he really is absolutely the most reliable hands on that team, even though, and I think it's because T-Swift was not in attendance last night. He had a fumble and he had one that went right through his hands. I was not pleased with that. But I mean, you're looking at Sky Moore, Kadarius Tony, Justin Watson, and Rashi Rice. I think Rashi Rice has some potential. I like who's throwing him the ball. I think he's shown moments of talent that he could be a little bit of the cream rising to the top. I don't know what they're going to do as far as, you know, making changes in their wide receivers. I mean, maybe Patrick Mahomes begs enough and they figure out a way to get to get him an elite wide receiver. But in the meantime, I like the rookie. I think I've seen an upward trend and I'd like to continue to see the trend going upward. If the competition is the same as this year, I anticipate Rice being worth more next year. 
if his best competition is Justin Watson and Hands of Stone MVS, it's going to be better. <laughs> I called him that the other day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, I, I watched him drop that and I was like, every Packers fan is saying, uh-huh, I, at home. <laughs> I can attest to that because as soon as it happened, Craig goes, yep, there goes Stone Hands dropping the ball in the end zone. And I know that feeling. And I'm like, I knew it. As soon as that happened, I was like, Craig was just kind of walking through the room and saw it and he didn't even bat an eye. I was like, <laughs> yeah, there's MVS. He's like, yeah, we don't miss him. Bless yep. his heart. That was so, that was yeah. terrible. It was a terrible He's moment. He's so fast for being so tall and just can't catch the ball. Was, Unfortunately, that's something you have to do yeah, as a wide receiver. It's a prerequisite <laughs> to being an NFL receiver. Although apparently it's not because he's an NFL receiver. It's somehow on one of the better teams in the NFL. Yep. Wait, hold on a second, Nick. What? What do you... Oh, it's... I, I'm like, what? The right. Or your left. Is it Dickney? It is Dickney. <laughs> I don't have a Dickney anymore. <laughs> Dick? <laughs> no, it's Nick, not Dick. <laughs> not the first time that's been confused. I swear to God, like, if it's not the cat opening the door and it's not the dog coming through, it's my child, my oldest child, who opens the door and she's pointing to her face, like, telling me, asking me which one. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm looking at. Why are you doing your makeup? Up at I'm, 10 30 at night i'm packing up the makeup that i need to bring so i had to do okay, the makeup I'm look kind to of, make sure i'm busy <laughs> well you know nick should really okay. stop stealing my mom on tuesday night well you know how this goes every other tuesday <laughs> night this it's once every two weeks that one good okay did i nail go it? so i can finish so and did I nail go to bed tell tonight? me i nailed it you nailed it thank you i mean dickney but you... i don't have a dickney <gasps> anymore. <laughs> Can you put that in the pod? <laughs> no. That's a negative. Okay, go away. Okay. See, this is why having children, having children is a bad life choice. <laughs> Remember when I said that about, like, I'm not really a kid person? <laughs> Case in point. You said that? <laughs> yeah, I said that. I said I barely like my own kids. <laughs> don't let her fool you. She loves me and she knows damn well that I'm her favorite. Um, she just you don't think Nick yeah. has heard ample bitching about you in life? Mm-hmm. We know Know all about the extra tendons. <laughs> the extra tendons. She has an ALL. The extra ligaments, I should say. <laughs> she yeah, has a... From a dead person, too. I have Kobe's ALL. She right says, now. I have Kobe's. <laughs> Kobe's A. <laughs> Love you. Can you close the door? Honey, if only Kobe's ALL would make you faster. I don't think Kobe was a fast man. I just think that he was. I think he was faster than you. They put it. They added a ligament in her knee. It's like a seatbelt to the ACL. Like so, you don't actually Mm. have it. They use a they use a piece of muscle or a tendon or a tissue, and they build that into the knee. It's a newer thing that they're doing, but it prevents future ACL injuries. Okay, good night, Bye. Good night, Bella. She's going to have superpowers. It is literally, it would take a miracle to make her faster. So don't get your hopes up for that. <laughs> Did we finish talking about rice before my kid walked in and wanted me to tell her which eyeshadow color was better? Lord have yeah, mercy. We just finished the two-thirds time show and oh, well, we almost did because after you picked Rasheed Rice, I picked Jerry Judy. And I know the jury may no longer be out on Judy and people have decided that he sucks. Russell Wilson with another year to acclimate no longer rusty 
Wilson, just Russ Wilson, maybe a little less dangerous. If Judy is the one that stays and Sutton is the one that goes, or the other way around, there's paths where Judy has more value than he has right now. I think he's kind of at a low. Might be a buy because I don't know that it crashes farther than this, at least right now. Um, it, it would have to be injury or even worse performance, which seems unlikely. So Jerry Judy, someone who is going to be worth at least this, maybe a little bit more. Hopes are probably lower than they were even going into this season, going into the prior season. But I don't know that the jury is decided on Judy. So here with pick 16 in this draft, I picked Jerry Judy. Yeah, I don't have much to say about Jerry Judy other than he's on my do not draft list. <laughs> That's it. That's all I got. Might be considering his teammate. Yes. Yes. Actually, I'm very much so considering his teammate. And you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and take him here. I'm going to go with... Out of spite. I'm going to go with the better <laughs> wide receiver on the Denver Broncos. And that is Cortland Sutton, who I have to say, I am so happy for. Because Cortland Sutton had a really, really rough go of the last several years of his career, plagued with injury. So he just hasn't been 100% healthy. The Broncos haven't been 100% healthy. They've made coaching changes. A lot of things, I think, have just fallen together. And we are finally seeing the Cortland Sutton that we all had hoped to see a few years back. He's wide receiver 20 on the season, which, you know, is fine. And I mean, he's not out there like killing it, but he's doing his job. He's doing his job. He's doing his job well. If I'm playing Cortland Sutton as like my wide receiver two, or if I'm fortunate enough to have him as my wide receiver three, I'm really, really happy right now. Well, wide receiver three would be about the greatest price you would have paid in the offseason for Sutton. So, yep, definitely a pleasant surprise. Yep, definitely 28 years old now and then older next year. He could be the one that moves and Jerry Judy stays on the Broncos and then it's still a question mark or Judy goes somewhere even more desirable or Sutton goes somewhere even more desirable. They were both on the block at the trade deadline. Either one of these could be interchangeable. Which one would go first? I don't know that they're going to be super far from where they are right now. I think Judy's ceiling would be slightly higher, but Sutton's been more productive this year. So I definitely understand the argument either way. Uh, looking forward to next year. I think more than likely they're not on the same team. So I think that's a good thing for both of them. So I like the Sutton pick here. Yeah, there's Sutton about it. <laughs> Ba-boom, Chang. Mm. All right, who do you got next? Oh, shit. I'm up. <laughs> yeah, see, this is the way it works. <laughs> I go and then you go. <laughs> yep. Hey, look at your Christmas colors in your, your green and red and green and red. So you got to go green. I see one there. Mm. I see one there. I'm surprised you haven't taken them. <sighs> Do it. Here's the deal. I'm going Camara here. Ooh. And I know 28 years old. I know old having legal things. There is an out next year. They either pay him like 40 mil or they take a significantly lower dead cap at like 16. It's it's even it's over 40 mil that they'd owe him. I think there's probably something rearranged there so they don't take that big hit. And Camara ends up staying there because the Saints just do that every year with their cap 
app like it just this made-up thing that they make work. It's unfortunate for Kendra Miller because I really thought beginning of the season I'd get to now and I'd be taking Kendra Miller here or higher that he would be the future. It just hasn't been that. A little dinged but basically to the point of healthy scratch is super disappointing. So going forward I think this could be like Raheem Mostert 31 years old still explosive still catches passes. Kamara still catching a ton of passes right now. Currently RB9 in total points. This is still an RB1. It's We've already picked Eckler and I think he's basically in the same boat as what you would consider an Eckler and this is how many picks later yeah, this, this is, is over steal. a round later yeah. so I'm going to go ahead and take Kamara here and just say yep yeah, old balls but effective balls mm-hmm. yeah not not too dusty to where they can't be brushed off for another season <laughs> brush the balls off man get them out there <laughs> those balls are, are still useful <laughs> okay I'll stop <laughs> yep <laughs> uh, okay. not shooting blanks yet <laughs> I was almost gonna go there but I decided I'd let you go there <laughs> I was so close and I was like I can't do it I can't do it <laughs> I got you thank you I'm glad you finished my thought <laughs> mm-hmm. with my next pick because I have a little thing going here on in my row green blue green blue so green is the next pick and I'm gonna go with the player I kind of thought you might go with I was a little surprised at your Camara pick I'm going Kyron Williams so Kyron Williams has been out with an ankle injury but Mm -hmm. he came into the season very strong leading the backfield uh, for the Rams and definitely showed us what he's capable of. He's set to come back in week 12 and will go right back to leading the backfield. But I think he's looked really great. I have no problem taking him here. I'm actually a little surprised maybe that he didn't go earlier. I'm super happy with this pick here. So there was a very early point before, not this last draft, but the draft before that when Kyron Williams was drafted, where I was thinking, maybe Kyron Williams is my RB3 behind Kenneth Walker and Brees Hall. And then the NFL combine happened, and he ran incredibly slow and tested out as short and just not built to be an NFL running back. And what did he do last year? Absolutely nothing. Well, this year it comes out, and then they immediately are using him right off the bat, so much to the point they trade Akers away to the Vikings. Kings and Kyron Williams starts blowing up. I even traded Kyron in a deal to get Diggs right after he blew up in week four, scoring 27 points. And then week six, 21 points, but then he went down. By the time you hear this podcast, he will have played again. So we'll kind of get to see how that shakes out. I was kind of hoping Zach Evans would break out. That hasn't really happened yet. They just cut Daryl Henderson today, who's been filling in for him. So that kind of gives a little vote of confidence for Kyron. Something where where you're putting your like thinking cap on and thinking ahead because I think here maybe in a month maybe this is a higher selection if Kyron Williams really is who the Rams want to use going forward and not replace but I don't think he's above replacement either so he's in the same boat with these other younger guys who could very easily be replaced by a better running back next year but if he doesn't he's going to be worth more than this if he does he might be worth less shooting down the middle I like the Kyron Williams pick here by you thank you 
And as I've stated before, gods win and mortals lose. So here, try to be a god, picking god win. Uh, I know he's uh, upset you this year. He hasn't been very good with Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield has decided he likes Mike Evans and not Godwin. Even though you ask a different quarterback, they're going to like Godwin more than Mike Evans. And that's what I'm banking on for next year. Different quarterback. And I think Godwin is the better of the two wide receivers. He's the younger of the two wide receivers. He's been a wide receiver one before. He's probably going to get to next year. I'm going to pick Godwin over Mike Evans. Then Mike Evans is going to outscore Godwin like every year. You know. (laughs) (laughs) This is one of the guys who was definitely a top 24 wide receiver going into the season has underachieved that going into this year. I think he could get back to it next year. He's not going to be old. He's 27 right now. He'll be 28 next year. So, yep, I'll go with another Buccaneers player since it's probably too early to take Keyshawn Vaughn. Please draft him before this mock draft is over. Okay, so for my next pick... I am going with who I think is going to be the future wide receiver one in Green Bay, and that is Jaden Reed. I think this kid is really good. I think he is showing every week he is getting better and better. Last two weeks, he's been just under 20 fantasy points. Currently, wide receiver 35. But I just I just think he's showing flashes of real potential. Christian Watson has really been kind of a super disappointment. Probably one of the biggest disappointments this season. Plagued with constant injury. Injury last year, injury this year. I don't know what's going on with Christian Watson over there. I mean, after his injury last year when he came back, he he went into that wide receiver one position and he excelled this season. Obviously, new quarterback. Jordan Love, I don't know, just doesn't seem to be jiving as much with Christian Watson as we would have liked to see. But Jaden Reed, on the other hand, has been jiving with Jordan Love. So I just, I don't know, call it the noble touch. I have a gut feeling about Jaden Reed and I think you should be out there trying to buy up all of the Jaden Reed you can and definitely think you should be drafting him next year in your fantasy drafts. I really, really, really like what I'm seeing from Reed. I absolutely love to hear it. I'm pulling up the numbers now to see what my roster percentage is on Jaden Reed, but there was a point in the offseason where he was my most rostered rookie from this draft. Taking him at the end of seconds and early thirds very frequently. Rasheed Rice, who just went, was going uh, above him every single time and now they're very close. Downs was going ahead of Reed almost every time. Mims was going ahead of Reed every time. So this is rising for Reed. Jaden Reed is my second most rostered rookie behind Keaton Mitchell, who's been doing pretty well this. Nice. This year. You had the noble touch going on there. Yep. Uh, we won't talk about Sean Tucker being number three. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You were, that was your case, Sean Vaughn. <laughs> yep. Yep. Facts. Big facts. Okay. Unfortunate facts. <laughs> we can't win them all. We we are 100% mm-hmm. sure that we will never be 100% correct. <laughs> so reading the room, you know I'm going to like your read pick. He might actually be the preferred wide receiver over Watson going forward. Boy, would that be disappointing. It's kind of what it looks, it's looking like right now, at least around and outscoring Reed occasionally. Now, granted, recently Reed's been doing better. I do like the pick. Thank you. (sighs) Next up, I'm really waffling here because it's, this is going to be projection. I am going to go ahead and take Jahan Dotson. Ooh, I was wondering. Overtakes. Yeah. 
McLaurin in value by next year. He had basically this offseason, and then as the season has progressed, he's fallen behind McLaurin. It's Sam Howell or better next year. It's gotta happen at some point. It's gotta happen at some point, right? Yeah, but he's definitely a faller. Someone who I was too high on in the offseason. So this is me taking him as a slider, hoping that maybe I was just a year early and Dotson breaks out even more next year as McLaurin gets yet another year older. So here I'll take another Washington commander in Jahan Dotson. Well, it's funny you take Dotson because I I just cannot get out of the 73 through 96 players here and not take his teammate Terry McLaurin. So I'm going to go scary Terry here. Terry is currently 28 years old. Yes, he's getting up there in age, but you know, he is still the wide receiver one. I actually love Dotson, so I really like that pick. Another disappointment on this season, we saw flashes of Dotson last year and for several weeks even led Washington as the wide receiver one. I mean, he was getting the targets uh, that obviously fell off. McLaurin sort of took back over that role, and then I just don't know what has happened this year that he just has not been targeted like we would have liked to see. This is Dotson. But McLaurin remains the wide receiver one in Washington. You know, it's not super sexy, but week after week, you know, he goes in and he puts a decent amount of points up. Some weeks are better than others. How reliable he is remains to be seen, but I just, I can't get out of this section of players and not not take McLaurin. Yep, I like it. He's kind of in the same boat as Godwin where, yeah, maybe at times it wasn't, it wasn't great, but even with McLaurin, he's currently the wide receiver 18 by total points so a wide receiver two going in a wide receiver three range for next year yep he'll be 29 next year he's probably still got a couple years left so tmc he's dynamite tmc <laughs> tmc he's dynamite i like it mm-hmm. he was scary terry before tamori and terry and then he <laughs> overtook terry mclaurin as scary terry <laughs> That would make you scary. <laughs> yep, wide receiver from Florida State. I kind of liked way back in the day. Ended up going to the Seahawks and undrafted. But yep, scary Terry, Terry McLaurin, TMC. Not a bad pick. He's getting he's getting scarier. Almost as good as Dotson. Yeah, well, <laughs> you took him. <laughs> Although I wasn't going to take Dotson over McLaurin. Maybe I should have, but I, mm-hmm. I wasn't. So you didn't, technically, you didn't snipe me. Yeah. I just had to have McLaurin. I like those excuses. It wasn't fair. It wasn't fair to not take him. He couldn't be left. No McLaurin left behind. Mm-hmm. But will you be comfortable in your Levi's? Oh. <laughs> With my the last pick in this draft for what is the fourth pick of this round, the 24th pick of this draft, pick number 96, I picked Will Levis. This might actually be way too late for Will Levis. If he's the starter next year, they don't bring in any quarterback of significance. Tannehill's free agent signed somewhere else. Will Levis is definitely going higher than this, probably over Pickett, probably over Russ Wilson. Could be a lot higher 
higher than this. He could also not even end up being the starter next year and be worth backup QB value, which isn't going to be drafted for a long time. So there is that wide range of outcomes. He was an early second, almost a first, was mocked in the first before the NFL draft, didn't go in the first in the NFL draft, fell in rookie drafts, sometimes even into the middle of the second round, as early as the late first. He could be the future quarterback for Tennessee, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing. And whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, it's been a bad thing for like the Steelers with Kenny Pickett. So if he can at least be that, he's probably worth as much. He could be better than that. And with Kenny Pickett, we've seen a lot of bad. So the odds of better probably aren't as good as the unknown with Will Levis. So here with the last pick in the draft, went ahead and picked Will Levis, someone who I actually have a share of, unlike the remainder of the rookie QBs that were drafted before him. Yeah, I don't have much to add about Levis. Either you Levis or you don't. <laughs> it was a stretch, I know. It's getting late. I'm getting mm. tired. <laughs> mm-hmm. My jokes are terrible at this point. Mm. But yeah, that's how we'll leave this. <laughs> Maybe that's better than either you Levis or you don't. No, nope. it's equally bad to make you feel better. Okay. Thank you. You didn't leave me hanging. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, she said something embarrassing. Say something worse. <laughs> Hey, that's what friends do. They they actually say something more embarrassing so that it just takes the heat off. And I appreciate that. Got you. I appreciate that. Got you. Well, we are done with this episode, this mock draft. Uh, this is a little different doing it kind of live for us. Obviously, you're listening to this recorded and edited, so it won't be quite as ridiculous. You know, interesting to do it this way. It's just when I draft, I really really think through things. So it is hard, even though I, I literally set a cue going into this, but I very rarely stayed in the order of my cue because I, I have to constantly think through things. There's a lot to think about. And there's always the noble touch, like certain players, I swear to God, like certain players, just like I'm looking at them and they're literally calling my name. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I know that this player is way down at the bottom of my queue, but I'm pulling him to the top because something's telling me to go ahead and draft him. So it's it's interesting to roll through this in the manner that we did in this, this mock draft. So I liked it. It was a little different, but I, I did like it. And I think we, I think we did a good job in this, in this draft. Mm-hmm. N plus plus. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Anyway, so let's uh, go ahead and get you guys out of here. We appreciate you sticking with us through 50. This will be episode 51. We appreciate all of your support and your love and listening to us. We are glad that you put up with us week after week. all of our horrible jokes and our punny humor. Make sure to follow us, subscribe to our channel so you never miss an episode and live long and prosper. I always mess that up. I need to just stop that tagline because I don't remember Mm -hmm. it at this point. And you honestly, you can ignore the rest of that. Just go follow NobleG underscore FF on Twitter and let's let's blow this girl up. Thank you, Nick. Yes, make sure you follow Nick as well. Cheerful me in the Scott Fishbowl. Let's see if I can bring the championship trophy home, but hopefully I continue. I just want to finish solid. Finishing in the top 10 would be amazing. This has absolutely been a dream team for me. It'll probably never happen again like this. Just all of 
of the cards have fallen where they need to fall. So it's been an exciting season, but. On behalf of me and the rest of the group chat and probably all of the RDT listeners, we are proud of you, Noble, for what you've done in this codfish bowl. Oh, thank you. I'm glad I could make you all proud and wear the, the queen crown with pride. I know Chisco loves telling me constantly that I am the queen, so I'm trying to live up to that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the queen. The queen. Anyway, we hope we made all of your fantasy dreams come true, and we look forward to the next episode with you. Peace. Peace.